Hello, Peter Giannoli here and welcome to the Marketing 24-7 podcast. In this podcast, I want to talk to you about client referrals and how you should really try and attract referrals on purpose than just leaving it to accident. Now, why do I talk about this? Well, for people like me in marketing, I've got to tell you that a very unwelcome fact is that the higher you go up the financial food chain, searching for clients. In other words, the more expensive your offering and the more wealthy your clients, well, the less likely you are to obtain a customer, a client, or even a patient through advertising, direct mail, or any other form of proactive outreach. Now, I say that's unfortunate for a person like me who's in marketing, because in marketing, we like to claim that we can help you get more business. But if you're seeking wealthy clients, the top end of town, then your strategy needs to be different. For example, Oprah Winfrey, if she's got a sore back, I doubt she'd Google search chiropractor close to me. Or she'll watch late night TV and see a TV ad and think, hmm, I'm going to go and see that chiropractor. No, If Oprah Winfrey has a sore back, chances are she'll reach out to her network for a recommendation. And that's what marketing to the wealthy, the top end of town, the affluent is all about. You have to develop some weaponry in your marketing arsenal that will help you attract those clients. And the best way to attract those clients is to have a solid referral program. Now I know we've all heard about referrals, but very few of us do anything about it. But if you want to attract the wealthy, if you want to increase your revenue dramatically, then this is something you need to do. The bottom line is if you're trying to attract clients and get wealthy clients to refer you, then you have to start introducing some bragging rights experiences for your customers and your client base. Now, what do I mean by bragging rights experiences? Well, the hospitality industry have been doing this for years. There are golf resorts that send out massage therapists to give a quick rub to sore shoulders, achy backs between the greens. The Hilton hotel chain, the Conrad Hilton, well, they were the first to introduce the pillow menu. Of course, a lot of other hotel chains do that now. St. Regis, on the other hand, they introduced the personal butler. Now, I know you probably, like me, don't operate a hotel nor a resort, but I can tell you that we can learn a lot of what a lot of these upscale establishments do. What they're trying to do in the market establishments, these high-end hotels, is they have such a committed clientele that not only are they unwilling to stay anywhere else unless absolutely unavoidable, but they can't help but urge their friends, their peers and family to follow their lead. Most businesses, on the other hand, settle for whatever word of mouth advertising or specific referrals they get purely by accident. But if you want to target the wealthy, and let me tell you, it's well worth your while to do it, then you need to put some strategy, some investment, and some time and money towards crafting 
referrals. The way I look at it, there's three main steps. Step number one is to create experiences that make your customers so motivated, or better yet, compelled, that to, they have to tell others about coming to use you. Really what you're doing is giving them a basis for some really good storytelling. Step number two is recognizing and rewarding those who refer clients onto you. And step number three is setting up some tracking, measuring and management of any referrals that you receive. Obviously, steps number two and three aren't very useful if you haven't got step number one happening. I understand that's pretty obvious, but we really have to start crafting experiences that have got great bragging rights value in what we do. Now to do this, you've got to understand the psychological, the emotional, and any other driver that wealthy customers use in their buying behavior. And when they buy from you, you need to make it such that it gives them an experience that they feel they just can't help but pass on. Now, the total experience that you offer a customer will determine just how pass-onable or just how referable your business will be. And we're not talking about just having them satisfied here. Let me give you an example. There's many businesses that I buy things from, and there's many businesses that I do business with. My dry cleaner, my local car wash, even my accountant. But I've got to tell you, I've got zero motivation to tell others about these businesses, let alone passionately urge people to go use them. On the other hand, I'll actively refer people to my dentist. I'll certainly recommend my graphic artist and graphic designer, Troy. And I'll recommend my favorite restaurant, Bricker, to anybody who wants to know where to go. So what makes me choose to champion those businesses, but not the others? Well, it's a simple answer. Because those businesses do more than satisfy. They meet a higher standard. The secret to referral stimulus is the difference between satisfaction and enthusiasm. Delight people and you increase your chances. Getting recommendations and referrals from your clients is about turning them into storytellers about their experiences with you. I mean, let's be honest. No one gathers around at a barbecue or a cocktail party so that I can say, hey, my dry cleaner, wow, gets my clothes clean, folds them, puts them on hangers, delivers them in a plastic bag. <laughs> Ain't much of a story. But if I was to tell them about Bricker, where it's authentic Greek food, it's authentic Greek music, Simon, the owner, is always there to welcome you, get you the table that you want, and you just can't help but delight in the food. Now, that's something people will listen to at a cocktail party. So this is what getting referrals is about. The surveys show that the wealthy are 30% less likely than the general public to return something that is unsatisfactory. Hmm, you go, 
I wonder why. Well, their time's too valuable. And that's both a good and bad thing. That means if you're not delighting the wealthy, you actually won't know. Because they never come and complain. What they do is just go elsewhere. So you have to make sure that you are delighting those clients. And the only way you're going to know that is if they're passing on referrals. I mean, there are heaps of surveys and statistical data that says that the more affluent the customer, the more likely they're going to be influenced by word of mouth. With the affluent, word of mouth is honestly what it's all about. So start crafting some memorable experiences. Think about how you can do it to delight your customers so that they have to talk about you and provide pass on value. And when they do that, it's time for step number two, which is recognition and reward. What do I mean by that? Well, I can't tell you the number of times I've heard the same unhappy story. Peter, I sent my friend, I sent my client, I sent my neighbor to business X, and I never got as much as a thank you note. Now, each person telling me that story is expressing deep resentment of not being shown the deserved respect and appreciation for passing on a client. And all that does is give them even more determination never to pass someone on again. Now, I don't think a lot of business people understand just how much it irritates people who deserve appreciation but don't get it. And with the wealthy, this is particularly multiplied because, let's be honest, they feel somewhat privileged in the first place. So the good news is recognition is pretty easy. And if you recognize people that refer you clients, well, the good news is it motivates them to keep doing it again and again and again. Now, the best way to turn a first time or an occasional referrer into a frequent one is to acknowledge them and thank them for it. They don't need a gift card that you buy a dozen of. A personal note, preferably handwritten, thanking them is all that you really need to do. Ideally, however, if you can find and obtain something of specific relevance to that individual or their business or their family or their pet or one of their personal interests, well, all you're doing then is giving them even more bragging rights experiences to refer you even further. I can tell you, I do it all the time. If I've got a person regularly referring clients to me, definitely I'll write them a letter. Definitely I'll ring them up and thank them. But I can tell you, I do things that's not that difficult if I'm flipping through a magazine, flipping through a newspaper, and I see something about their favourite football team or something about their favourite piece of art or something about one of the bottles of wine they really enjoy. I'll clip it out, take a photograph of it, whatever it is, and text it to them or hand deliver it to them. Little things like that make them feel special. Make them feel special, they'll keep referring to you. Step number three is holding yourself, your staff, and you know what, even your clients accountable for more and more referral activity. To do this, it means you have to measure effectiveness. You have to measure 
in your overall stats. I can tell you exactly how many clients were referred to me year on year by some of my referrers. And I've got to tell you, it's on an upward trajectory. And you know why? Because I measure it. And if I measure it, I can improve it. I often ask professional service providers like dentists and chiropractors and physiotherapists, how many referrals have you received per active patient this year? Guess what? Most of them have no idea, except my dentist, who I've referred many times, but he is an exceptional business person and he knows exactly how many referrals he gets. Remember, you can't manage what you don't measure. And depending on the nature of your business, you may be able to measure one staff person's benefit of getting referrals over another. You can certainly track how many referrals you're getting, how often you're getting them, and who you're getting them from. If you're really courageous, you might actually ask a client, hey, you're not referring anyone to me. Why? Is there something that's missing in my service to you? The point is that referral productivity is something that you can proactively manage and not leave to chance. And let me tell you, if you get it right, your business will take off exponentially. Slightly longer podcast than usual. Thanks for listening. I'm Peter Giannoli. This is the Marketing 24-7 podcast. I'll be back again soon next week. Until then, look after yourself. Bye for now. If you have enjoyed this podcast and would like to have more sales and marketing 24-7 information wherever you go, then I'd love you to download my new free Marketing 24-7 app. My sales and marketing 24-7 mobile app is now alive and well, and I'm now in a position to invite you into its orbit. In it, you'll find heaps of free resources and training, along with some of my best ideas and strategies. Over time, I'll also be making all of my training courses available in this mobile app format, as I know a lot of you are glued to your mobile and would enjoy learning things in whatever the strange places there are that you take your mobile with you. So, if you're interested in checking out my free Marketing 24-7 mobile app, for lots of marketing and sales strategies, tips, training, and all things sales and marketing, please go to my website, petergiannoli.com forward slash app. That is petergiannoli.com forward slash app, being a double P. Download the app and all the information will be yours.